You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your hosts, Monster Defense and Michael Panda. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming platforms. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your guys, Monster Deface and Life with Panda here, bringing you guys episode 130. Another big step up in the right direction. And this time, I'm pretty sure we're on time, Panda. Yeah, that we are, man. We're, we're sticking to that attempt to go once a week we want to bring you the best updates in the community talking about what really what's going on yeah yeah not not just in the game but in our lives right like just just in general 2021 has been off to a crazy start of the year um competitive season is coming back which means my workload man listen i'm going up that steep mountain and the boulder is about to get tossed off because we got fncs in front of us we got dreamhack we have all the practice server events we have the community stuff we're building panda and i mean that's just me is there anything hot on your plate that's on the horizon because i feel like you know you're always up to something too <laughs> you're not wrong man so actually that denver guy approached actually you and then came to me and was like hey listen there's an opportunity to start to come cast this event and there's potential for this event to start taking place every single week. So potentially another community tournament coming your way on a weekly basis. That's pretty sick. And you'll be able to cast that, get some reps in, right? Get that uh, one step closer to, you know, the big, big stage here. Yo, hashtag, yep. let's see Panda on the big stage. But talk about the big <laughs> stage. Talk about Fortnite, Epic Games, and all that good stuff. I'm so proud of Epic. I'm happy to be a part of this community and I feel like a re like like a weight has been lifted off my shoulder with the recent FNCS announcement. So, yeah. and I'm I'm just gonna preface this guys by saying this was one of the best announcements I think we could have ever hoped for. For for like 99% of us, the one percent being the console guys <laughs> are salty. We're gonna talk about that here <laughs> soon. But let's talk about the FNCS comp announcement, Panda. Take me through some of those big changes and let's just get our reactions on every layer. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start from the prize pool changes, right? So the prize pool ultimately has gone up, but it hasn't gone up by much. Now, what the, the more significant difference here with the prize pool is actually all the money is only in the grand finals, which means these players are about to walk away with big bags if they can secure it get to the grand finals and make something happen so that is huge and i like how you said not much three million dollars you know not much in epic words guys <laughs> is like you know just a couple million you know it ain't much but the total grand prize pool i think for the fncs right now is 20 million dollars so they upped it just you know just a notch just an epic notch right there and, and like you mentioned no longer will prizing go to heat so it's stacking back into grand finals listen i remember back when people would win these events they felt like actual prestigious like life-changing money we always toss that word around um but yeah. now we're talking trios so you know more hands in the cookie jar here the prizing going up is only again has been very very well received by the the top tier community because they need to make a living off this game especially if they're focusing you know 24 7 efforts into it talk about heats and qualifiers changes so does the format they actually talked or have announced that they are changing the way the funnel works to get into the grand finals so now it's going to have more of a process involved and the formats are going to change along the way as well still details on that are left to be determined or left to be announced but what is already clear for us is that qualifiers so if you qualify in week one you will not be able to participate in week two and three 
And Panda, I think this is great because now pros that compete, they won't be able to grief others out of their draw spots. It'll actually raise the, um, I feel like it'll raise the tide for more contestion, more storylines coming into grand finals because if a team hypothetically qualls out of, let's just say Slurpee Swamp, that leaves room for the other quote unquote Slurpee Swamp's pro teams to qualify, which means grand finals is going to be, it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree here. It's going to be nice to not see the drama leading up to in the qualifiers where you're like, oh man, somebody that already qualified ruined my game, this, that, and the third. So that's right. going to be kind of nice for the players that haven't qualified yet. But at the same time, like you said, we're going to see some more developed storylines. So especially thinking of like some of the big drops this season, you look at like Missy Meadows, a lot of people contesting that. You look at, uh, like you said, Slurpee Swamp. You look at, Salty Towers. These drops are now going to be more contested when it comes to the, the actual grand finals. So I'm super excited to see some of these teams uh, more or less diversify because guess what? If they're going into the grand finals and they're the weaker team, they either have to decide, am I going to commit to this drop or am I going to change it up? I mean, you, you said there's going to be no drama. I, you're a liar. You're, you're a liar. <laughs> you, know, you give them a day of competition, the heats, whatever. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna have we're gonna have some some heated debates on Twitter without a doubt. There's gonna yeah. be upsets. There's gonna be upsets. There's always upsets, and that's what we're looking forward to. EU, uh, NA East, NA West, OCE all have coverage, and I believe Brazil as well. This is another step in the right direction. Epic is covering literally twenty four seven Fortnite. Feels like around the clock. So if you're a Fortnite fan, like I am, shoot. You're gonna have you're gonna have a ball, right? Obviously, I'll be casting some of it, but when I'm not casting, I'll be able to sit back and watch high tier competition. So I am looking forward to competitive season, and this doesn't look like it's gonna change. This is gonna continue. So more coverage for every single region is gonna allow regions to develop, new stars to emerge. I am very excited for that. Talking about that though, stars emerging, grand finals winners, and second and third place gets to get invited to the next. Grand finals to the next FNCS. What do you think about Epic creating a storyline, a continuation now of pros that win or place very, very high? If you stay with your team, you move on to the next big, uh, big competition. Yeah. And honestly, this is kind of insane. A, a, a very, very interesting change. It's almost like they're like, you know what? We want more consistency this year, which, as Me you too. know, that's FNCS's model. They're like, hey, listen, we're making trios all year round. Guess what? We want the top teams that are going to win this next FNCS to be in the next FNCS after that. So I'm actually excited. So it, it's like a, we'll use reverse uh, Day and Miro as a trio example, right? Now, if they win this next one, they just go on to the next one. So pending, though, remember, pending that they stay as a team. And in this community, you know these trios like to switch it up what feels like every other week yeah but this is this is a major incentive to want to stick with one another to want to create team cohesion and build to be the best team which also i think most importantly it makes the casters job easier and i really wanted to jump into that because now again we talk about story continuation we get to carry the narratives carry this teams from one comp season into the next one literally setting the stage setting the storyline and prepping up the stage for whatever you know, hurdles and, and problems are going to come to them coming into that new season. So I love the fact that top three 
grand finalists will be able to get invited to whatever would be the next major event by Epic. And they, they said that that's going to happen. But that's all about inclusion. Let's talk about what is exclusively <laughs> changing for some because there is no more console FNCS, no more platform-specific console FNCS for mobile, for Switch, all you guys. Oh, it Okay, I've been getting this question a lot. It, I feel like a stake was driven through the console community, and uh, yeah, they're pinned to the ground. They're upset, but they're not. Uh, they're not done fighting yet. Yeah, you're not wrong. So if you don't know, right, the console FNCS um, topic has been a drama point for seasons now, right? They've split the prize pools, etc. Which more or less, again, remember, uh, the FNCS prize pool last season was 2.7 million dollars split, right? Now it's three million dollars split. Only in grand finals do you get money, and there's no longer a console FNCS, which again just speaks to how big the prize pool is now this season versus previous. But when you think about console FNCS, it's been such a like a drama point because they were always getting the same amount of money as PC players. And the incentive out there, quote unquote, was supposed to be like, hey, listen, you win some of these console tournaments and then you switch to PC. Well, now uh, Fortnite has been like, hey, listen, no more console FNCS. We're going to switch this to a place where you can compete on console, console-only tournaments, earn some money that way, and then potentially make your way to the big stage, which is quote-unquote FNCS. Now, yeah. I was just going to say, but obviously the console community, they didn't even read that far. They didn't get to the part to where no. it said, hey, you guys will have more exclusive tournaments. Don't worry about it. They got to, we don't have an FNCS and when haywire like they're going crazy on social media yeah. right now yeah and you're not wrong so they basically have banded together they created a whole twitter about it then they created a whole discord now this discord has over like two three hundred members of of people working together to figure out ways to grief pro players that have uh, in the past complained about console fncs getting prize pools so now and and I got to say, like, I've actually reached out to some pros. I've talked to them about the topic. This is very, very real. People think, oh, man, it's a joke. Like, this isn't actually happening. No, it is happening. And these pro players are actually preparing to deal with these console players attempting to grief their games. Yeah, and we're talking about mass, quote, unquote, threats on social media. These kids are like, we're going to land on our not our favorite pros we're gonna land on the pros that talk smack i think they basically created a massive massive hit list uh bucky's on there you know liquid uh liquid stretches on there mm -hmm. scented is on the hit list like every single top tier pro is on the hit list for console players to target them and remember recently we had changes to anonymous mode in competitive games no longer can you actually hide who you are in these lobbies like yeah it, this is this is a serious threat and as excited i as i am for the comp season to kick off i just it's sad that we are i think without a doubt going to see some major major griefing going on and it's it's not just in na this is happening in eu um it's already happening in oce popular caster my my co-commentator for most of the fncs aussie antics has been getting griefed almost every single day he gets landed on he can't play fortnite without getting um stream sniped so yeah. stream snipe is already so easy for these players now you're talking about a mass uh, uh joined together 
you know, in unison. I, I, the word slips me that I'm looking for here, but they're working together, guys, and they're going to yeah. be griefing these players. So, I mean, it's crazy, and, and there's nothing you can do about it, right? Like, if you're Epic, I really just feel like there's too many out there. Yeah, it's going to be hard to manage, right? Because remember, griefing is against the rules in, in any kind of competitive it's a, it's bannable. play. But it is so hard to prove and to actually action on that, right? It's not the easiest thing to be like, oh, well, yep, that guy actually has aimbot. We can ban him. Or that guy clearly was exchanging surge tags, etc. right? No, this is, this is not something that's easily proven, which ultimately could lead... To this being a big problem next F this next FNCS. Yeah, like like we said, it's I mean it's a bannable offense, but proving it, finding all the again, the, the means and methods to get all these low tier, just you know, what what honestly is just nobodies, right? Like kids that are salty. Uh let's let's be real. And there's nothing you're gonna be able to do about it. So it's gonna be interesting. I wonder if we're gonna have less pro streaming this FNCS. There's gonna be a ripple effect here. The only way to combat it is to probably try to keep as low of a profile as possible. So this is gonna yeah. very much affect with so many layers of how content's gonna be created around the FNCS and how it's gonna be distributed out to the community. Um, obviously Epic has again done a good job expanding the resources to cover more of it, but this probably means that if pros are smart, you're not going to want to broadcast your games or have a massive delay on. And even then, you're taking a massive risk. So, Katsu FNCS, no longer a thing. That's happening. But the pros are griefing the pros. Console pros versus PC pros. The war is on. Let's see what's going to happen there. Talking about things being on and things being off and changes being made, though. The meta is shifting once again, Panda. Take me through the big changes because right now, I'm getting the nostalgic Fortnite vibes right here. I did a VOD review today, and I loved it. And it's mainly because it feels like solo season again. Rotations matter more than ever. Yeah, I'm going to say this, right? Up until these changes, I was like, I was at a point where I would still play Fortnite, but I wasn't enjoying it to the levels that I had in the past, right? But now you get a balance done to the lever action. And it, it was not official, right? It's just it, the lever action shotgun feels more consistent, balanced, and almost like it got a bit of a buff. Now, not only has that happened, right? But you have no rifts, no shockwaves. We still don't have launch pads. All of this stuff removed from competitive. So guess what? You need to be more, more in tune with what's going on in the game to make sure that you're making those proper rotations. Because if you're caught on the edge of zone, rotating in, it's not going to be good for you. There's no way you're going to be able to shockwave out or rift up and go around like nope this is it you need to make sure you're watching those zone circles it is so important going into this fncs and we're going to see people struggle with it because they practice with rifts and with shockwaves so much that it could potentially ruin their chances if the fortnite player pool set was put into like a stock portfolio basically igl stock have just tripled and doubled okay <laughs> in-game leaders are going to be more important than ever because the, the, you know, the absence of Rift to go fish, the absence of the shockwaves, there's no more bailout opportunities. There's no more, hey, zone pulls all the way over there. Let's just get there. Pop one, uh, one item and you're there. Like that is no more, no more possible. It's not possible anymore. Yeah. It's, it's back to ground and pound rotates. It's back to using that brain. Positioning is going to matter ever so more. There's a nasty little car bug in the game right now. Sorry if you're Ooh. playing comp and you're uh, you're getting blown up basically for driving <laughs> your car. Uh, you know, hopefully Epic fix that. That has to get done ASAP. But yeah, outside of that, 
we still have mobility we still have bouncers you have vehicles when they work you have boats and then you have zero point fish and of course the crystals and sand tunneling so you know i saw people complaining like we have no mobility and i was like yeah you guys don't remember when there was zero mobility and no yeah. launch pads like that was no mobility we have plenty still in the game right now um you talked about the lever action shotgun the lever action shotgun guys if you haven't launched fortnite in quite some time it's a new shotgun they introduced uh the, the shoddy it's like a hybrid of sorts i'd say if you took the uh the tactical shotgun and you mashed it with the pump but gave it like a heavy shotgun feel i want to say yeah. right like that's it, a good way to put it right because like the heavy shotgun was probably the closest to what the lever is as far as um consistent damage and speed of fire but i think i think people just kind of forgot about the heavy shotgun so i almost want to say it's a, it's a reskinned heavy shotgun except it doesn't have the range but it does have the the strength it feels very very balanced use that word and i love that you use that word because i think that's the way you you can call this one it's consistent it's nice at the higher yeah. rarities it's trusty and that's why we're seeing a lot of pros run it yeah and i think the the problem was when the the lever action was introduced it almost seemed like it wasn't a viable option against what we currently have in the game. Well, I know I mean, why, though. Why is that? Because the, the pullout time was slower than oh, every other shot. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, oh, you know, this thing is it's hard to play with. It felt clunky. The timing was off. No one, you know, they, they weren't really gravitating towards it. And then that hotfix happened or whatever, and they just matched the pullout time to the, to the pump. And all of a yeah. sudden, now, now it's like a favorite. Yeah, and it, and you look at like the shotgun meta currently, right? You have the dragon's breath, which sets builds on fire and can be a one-tap weapon, but the reload time crazy. Then you have the tack shotgun, which has been the tried and true and most consistent this season, I would say, um, because it's been easy to find. People, players have been able to pick it up and actually make things happen with it. Then you have the charge shotgun, which is that big hitter, that that probably the most sought after shotgun this season. However, yep. it's very very difficult to find. So now you have the lever action shotgun that, that kind of brings together, like Monster said, that, that pump tack vibe into one shotgun, and it's easy to find. If you're smart and you're landing at, at POIs that provide upgrade opportunities through gold, you're going to walk away with a purple shotgun. You're going to walk, whether it be the tack or the lever action, but the lever action is going to be the one that's going to make it feel more like previous seasons with the pump especially in the end game and i want to i want to go a little bit off topic you, you mentioned gold i forgot we had gold balance adjustments as well this was That's something true. that wasn't even on our, our list to go through today but gold bars gold bars are having this resurgence in competitive fortnite um i've been obviously hosting a lot of games with the spotlight series i saw in two different games already players running storm scout sniper do you remember the storm scout sniper and yeah. if so, Panda, can you break that down for people? Because I'm sure there's new listeners. I'm sure there's old school people like, dang, it sounds familiar, but what is the Storm Scout? And how do you get it? Because it, we're seeing it pop back up now with the new gold changes. You know, it's funny. So in the beginning of the season, we saw exotics introduced. And one of the exotics was that Storm, uh, that storm Scout uh, rifle. It, the, the sniper rifle that is pretty consistent, and the drop-off really isn't there. It actually is a very, very nice sniper rifle to use even outside of its other advantages. Now, on top of that, you got to remember, this, this sniper has the ability to pre-check zones that are coming. So when you're in second zone, all you have to do is scope in with the sniper rifle, and you'll see where third zone is going to be. And it just continues to progress that way. 
You'll know moving zones if you have it in your inventory, etc., which is a massive advantage uh, for placement, especially in a meta where you don't have those extra mobility items like the Rift Fish or the Shockwaves to get yourself in a good position, sit there, stack up, and get ready to win that game. I still find it kind of crazy how there's a weapon that will tell you where the zone is going, which basically means technically every zone is predetermined. And we don't even yeah. know, right? <laughs> like, like this game well, is already playing out in some way. You don't even know it. it it's not technically random. Like, it's it's determined. Yeah. And this weapon allows you to get ahead of that curb. Only accessible through the usage of the gold bars. And you need a fair amount of them. But again, you can, you can map a strategy in comp to successfully pull one or, or attain one from the NPCs that, that sell it. And I know it's possible because we've seen it now play out since the recent changes and that's why i'm bringing it up here and again this is a perfect place to transition into um our spotlight caster recap because i saw it through watching these games through the spotlight series <laughs> um ladies and gentlemen i'll break down what the spotlight series is if you're new to the uh this whole thing or maybe you missed the episode where we broke it down the too long don't read the spotlight series hosted by myself and the practice server team is a series of competitions where people amateurs uh, new players pros alike can all come in be platformed and get an opportunity to simulate what would feel a high stakes stage environment and get casted over for some dope highlight reels and have some good fun with the community it's, it's very much a dope place to come and learn and talking about that i decided that i was going to give a little more back to the community we took it a step further we re released the caster spotlight and panda you jumped on to cast <laughs> and get what is basically professional free consultation from myself and um, in real time and get reps in. Yeah, and honestly, for opportunity's sake, this was incredible. So Monster obviously and I have talked before and, and we've worked together before, but being able to go in, in a space where the, the sole focus of that time was spent critiquing and helping you develop these skills is super cool. So if you haven't had the opportunity to look into it, definitely look into it. I don't know if Monster's hosting anymore, but you can at least look back at the YouTube video that Monster posted, which you may hear, hear a familiar face in but, or a familiar voice. But uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, it, it is great, great tips for the community. If you're interested in casting, I highly recommend taking a look at that video and looking back at the VODs that Monster did because honestly, top-notch content. And here's the thing. Even if you don't want to be a caster, but you never really realize the nuances and what goes into really perfecting and delivering a line and sounding you know sounding like a professional caster i'm dropping yeah. i'm dropping gems and again free of charge for the entire community uh panda you just mentioned if whether or not we're going to do it again we are going to continue to do the series this is something that's never going to leave the channel uh, we will be doing more you know whether it be caster style spotlights or just platforming for amateur and pro players to get ready and prepare and again get those highlights because it's just fun it's it's been a great way to kind of pivot my content and still you know again sharpen right sharpen the blades stay ready for anything that comes my way so it's, yeah. it's getting good caster reps in man it's a it's a lot of fun you guys can sign up go to openscrims.com check out the three servers listed there open scrims is uh our leading tournament service and an operator in the space and again i run the open scrims and the practice server so yeah check it out guys check it out join our servers and um ask around i'm sure someone will help you out there but that aside let's get back into big announcements big changes uh pan i want to give you the floor on this one because 
we have this new organization entering into the space called Endless, but it isn't really a new org. And the star player joining it also is someone we just talked about. So take us through the topic. All right. So if you remember from last week, we talked about Day's org announcement getting uh, actually scrapped, completely gone because of potential leaks of which organization he was going to go to, right? Well, now, guess what? The organization gave him a second chance, and they have officially signed him to their roster, Endless, actually being a new brand based off of the original Bandits organization, a nice little rebrand there into Endless, and they, they're picking up some big players. So you have Day signing with them, which is a massive sign. You know, FNCS Grand Finals champion from last season with the trio of uh, Miro and Reverse. You have, uh, who is it, P-God, Another incredible, incredible player in the, in the scene. Like, there's a lot going on for this organization. And I'm actually kind of excited to see what they're able to do, not only with their roster, but as a brand entirely. Because that's what organizations are. They're a brand. And you can't forget about that as the overall picture. Yeah, and this team, they're doing, they're doing something spectacular. They do something different than some of the others as far as how they're entering into the space. They've picked up a mega name also in the eu community uh which is frey you guys may remember frey his yeah. breakout performance last year at dreamhack anaheim one of the last events we we've had in the fortnite space but the way that played out frey went into that event with three thousand followers he ends this year or enters this year with a hundred thousand now so one wow. big opportunity to get in front of a few thousand people just literally pioneer his own meta his own style and all of a sudden the community vibed with him and he's uh he's been blowing up ever since so they picked up a major player in eu major player in na major player obviously in brazil right p god right the, the brazilian region the south american region um i, I saw p god tagging uh elise like hey elise when are you gonna join over right because that's his duo <laughs> that's his boy so they're again they're expanding and they're doing a good job okis being signed as well so many just household names but also a lot of people that are like either diamonds in the rough or on the blow up free agents that are just hot commodity if you want to call it that because they're growing right anyone with these crazy fo uh, followings is uh someone that's uh important to keep an eye out on now the reason wants to kind of rebring this up too though we talked about day quote-unquote getting released from these original contract it all makes sense now right it all makes sense the reason it was even more important for Day to not have anything leaked was because an organization was going through a full rebrand. Could you imagine how how much lost resource and hype if someone leaks your new logo early, your trailer, the name, yeah. right? It can literally ruin your entire persona before you even launch it. Like, I couldn't imagine, like, what, what really would happen. Like, let's say if this was, like, a major company, right? At Apple or something. If an employer mm -hmm. leaked their announcement and they got caught doing that like it's over no without a doubt and i mean like imagine like 100 thieves right and this is a perfect example in the esports scene of something that kind of happened similarly right uh hex reacquired optic last year and it the deal almost fell through because leaks came out that it was happening right Ooh. and then that that would have resulted in la thieves not happening it, there's like a whole little trickle effect of, of rebrands, acquisitions and stuff that could have actually fallen through because of leaks. So it is super important. If you are a pro player, you're signing to an organization, I get that you want to tell your friends that you're excited, you're ready to go, but you need to be careful because if any information leaks like that, 
it could ultimately spell doom for your opportunities and your contract. Yeah, and, and again, for what's at store for the people, you know, behind the scenes, right? Because that, that could come with legal ramifications. Like, and you don't want to get in trouble for something as silly as that. But again, you, you can just really just ruin the timeline for, for a team. And Day, again, just had that, he had the history. Like, he just came off of other leaks in his contract and all that stuff with TNA. And it caused this whole whole messy mm -hmm. situation so i feel like he dodged a bullet i really do i'm happy endless decided to stick with him he's clearly a talented player but he is definitely a young buck out there and for all you young folk listening in you know learn from his lessons learn from his mistakes um take it a little more seriously you never know what's being worked on and bubbling up behind the scenes so yeah. it is important it is important to do your part and uh be patient talking about that though savage and benji are no longer a trio here's someone that uh, maybe maybe lost out on patience, right? Are they still going to duo together, Savage and Benji? I mean, they were the premier go-to team to look out for. Benji now all of a sudden has a new teammate. Talk about it. Yeah, so let's break it down from the top. So uh, if you don't know, Benji and Zate are playing in DreamHack uh, together. Shortly after this announcement, Mr. Savage puts out a tweet saying that Benji and, and the Savage trio are no more. They're both going to split and explore different options as trios going into this next FNCS. But they said, quote unquote, that they will still duo together. So if you don't know, we'll talk about the next topic more in depth soon. But uh, that's huge. They are two of the best players in the EU region, and they just dominate together. So I'm interested to see what other trio options are truly worth splitting for. And, and exactly that. What other trio options are available? They're they're announcing a trio split literally a week, two weeks before FNCS kicks off. Like the, the clock is ticking here. I hope they had some backup plans. Something obviously uh clicked there with one of them where they, they might have found a better alternative. And that's why we're not seeing that powerhouse uh come together. But it makes sense that they will run duos together. No reason to not band uh ban that that mega social influence and and do something for the fans do it for the do it for the calm you know what i mean and, and yeah. talking about that though i want to talk about zay in particular here for a second because zay announced retirement zay announced that he's leaving competitive fortnite and i don't even think it's been a week this guy's back competing <laughs> what hello were we were we goofed here like like what happened should, should so, I be mad as a fan of Zayt? Because there were some mad people in the Twitter comments. I'll tell you that right now. Like, yeah. like there's some people genuinely upset. Like, wh what do you think? Like, wh what happened? Okay, so let's be honest, right? Zayt left because of the current state of competitive Fortnite. And now that current state of competitive Fortnite, after the FNCS announcement that we talked about earlier, changed the game. Like, mm. it was basically everything Zayt wanted in a competitive season and honestly, I think that's what enticed him to come back. Now, obviously, we don't know if he's going to like stay competing. He's playing duos with Benji Fishy uh, for DreamHack, uh, but that's not that's not to say that he's going to just keep competing. If that makes sense, maybe he still will do the the uh, uh, ever so often like event here and there, but maybe he won't compete on a regular basis. I don't know. As a as a outside perspective. I mean, good on him if he feels that he's comfortable enough to still compete and do his thing. Go for it. I don't think he should have retired in the first place, but that's just me. But 
What do yeah. you think? As a true fan of Zayt, that's what I was that gonna say. I was gonna say as a content. fan, as a fan, I felt like dang, I felt backstabbed. I felt lied to. I was like, man, listen, I thought I thought you were gonna, you know, go coaching and, and do the whole background, the analysis, and like, you know what I mean? Give us that side of Zayt, um, especially yeah. for the first major competition since your retirement. But instead he's just back playing. So I'm like, uh, you know, like well, was were you serious? Right? Like I was clearly. I was genuinely as a fan looking forward to seeing what kind of value is going to provide from the outside of the player perspective. But instead, he's back in the player perspective. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I'll say it like this, right? We've obviously seen, play, seen people in every community retire and then come back, right? I mean, it most it most happen, mostly happens in, like, fighting and stuff with, but like, Conor McGregor week, retiring. And then, yeah, exa exactly. <laughs> a week. All it, I mean, honestly, Fortnite could have been, like, Hey, we miss you, Zay. Here's our FNCS announcement. And he would have been like, Yeah, I'm officially returning. Like, because that that announcement again was everything that he had kind of more or less talked about on some streams that was the reason that kind of led him to where he went. Because he thought ultimately, number one, prize pools were going to continue to go down. So it wasn't worth competing and putting in all that energy. Number two, the meta was too um dependent on these items versus actual skill and understanding of the game. So he's like, well, if if I'm going to leave all that up to that much chance for me to not really secure a bag, then I'll just coach and make content because there's consistent there's a consistent bag there. But, you know, they make the changes a week later. He's back. I I don't know. I could see how uh, fans would definitely feel a little bit betrayed, especially because even I was excited to see like coaching content come from him. But will we still continue to see coaching content, or will this be the revival of the competitive uh, Zayt that we knew a week ago? So I, mean, I think I think it's all dependent on how he performs there, man. If he pops off a of Benji and, and secures some ridiculous high placement slots, I mean, maybe that's the plan going forward. You make because because it really is content, right? You're merging one of the best in NA, one of the best in EU. That's content. Is he still being a content creator? I can appreciate yeah. that. Right, uh, Benji being inherently disadvantaged because he's playing on high ping, coming to the other servers. Uh, so I feel it, I feel it. But you know, just wanna wanna toss some perspectives out there. There's definitely some people that are not as yeah. understanding as us. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, well, I mean, if, if you read the comments, man, people, people, you know, of course, of course, the comments are gonna be crazy, but uh, yeah. it, it brings a, a a laugh to to my day. That's for sure. Well, and even like if you look at it from a Twitter perspective, right? They were both trending. Because they do it together and they popped off. Their performances were exceptional. They won several games and semis. Like they they did very, very well. So we'll see today, grand finals day here, the 24th. Um, if that truly is something that Zayt will want to continue to do, or if they don't perform well, you know what? Maybe it's back to the coaching board. <laughs> hey man, talk about things we're going back to. Let's go back to Fortnite here for a second because it seems like Fortnite is back to their roots in every single facet. First off, with comp going in the right direction, creating community buzz and excitement. Now with content around the lore of the game. Fortnite today, as we were starting up this podcast, began just tweeting out what sounds like cryptic messages once again. So Fortnite lore coming back around town here to... uh. Keep us on our toes for what's coming next. And they even changed the logo. And whenever they change the logo, we know themes are changing in the game. So we have the Drift logo up there. And it, it seems like we have a couple tweets to go through here. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and go through the tweets. Um, starting off with the similar tweets that we've seen throughout the season. 
the quote-unquote like radio uh, connection tweets that start off with establishing connection, possible match found, drift, drift, come in, do you read me? Then it goes to, I know you don't know who I am, but the Fox clan is in trouble. We need you. Then it goes to 51 minutes ago saying, we always thought we were the trackers, but something is tracking us down now. Something old and something bad. And then just 30 minutes ago, even after we started recording this podcast, they tweet out, they got everyone. I barely escaped. I'm the only one left. What does it what mean? Does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah, and, and they, they talk about the Fox Clan and then the logo for Fortnite, guys. If you guys don't have a Twitter, it, it's, it's like the Fox logo from the Drift skin, if you guys remember Drift. And their mm -hmm. header is Drift. There's three Drifts in the headers. Um, basically, what looks like the evil version with the lightning coming out of the eyes. Now, I don't know if that means they're on defense or they're getting attacked right now. You know, again, it's all cryptic. Uh, Speculation is going to be all over the place. But um, it seems like Fortnite, Fortnite's back. Fortnite's back to their roots. And we're getting that that competitive and and honestly, the second breath of air. Could this be the resurgence of Fortnite? Let's, let's talk about this, Panda. Do you ever see Fortnite going back to its peaks it once had? Um, and before you answer that, I want to preface this by saying, I don't believe this game's ever going to die, you know, like quote yeah. unquote die. Right. And I'm talking about in the foreseeable couple of years, like whether, whether we love to play it or not, there's going to be new players coming in now. And you know what I mean? Like it's going to stay relevant in some way, but yeah. do you see it hitting those ridiculous peaks again? Because the way it's trending right now, this is, this is how you get there. You keep the comp scene happy and you do dope stuff with the lore of the game. Yeah, so this is definitely steps in the right direction. But what I will say is, unless you draw back in those top tier content creators, I don't. It'll be tough to to top the the high that they had World Cup. Now, what I will say is, another World Cup, as pending everything goes well this year with the COVID response and stuff, in 2022, that's the next World Cup. So that's their time to truly make a resurgence. So they need to start now, stay consistent, and then do some big, big things before World Cup to draw everybody in and get those eyes in. Because remember, the eyes that were on World Fortnite's World Cup in, in 2019 were massive. They were, I mean, it was just insane numbers that they were pulling on all platforms. The, the attendance, I personally was there. Monster D-Face was there, obviously. And uh, really? you can tell the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the energy in the building was so exciting to watch these players compete at such a high level. So I'm pumped. I'm, I'm hoping that this continues to, to potentially bring content creators back and, and focus on this. Because, again, we talked about it last week. Cypher PK left because he was struggling with the shotgun meta. Mm -hmm. Now we see some major changes to the shotgun meta that really feel nostalgic, like Monster mentioned before, to what Fortnite has been in the past. And bam, this could be a, this could be a resurgence overall of the game. I just don't foresee it getting back to that main peak that we were talking about and bringing it back to that point. But I do see a lot of positives coming our way in the Fortnite community. Yeah, no doubt. That, that's, a, that's a fair take. It's a fair shakeup. Um, no doubt. And something we didn't really talk about, and I, I know we covered what what's changing in effing competitive at the start of the show but um they i felt like they had a cryptic message in the comp announcement to something that alluded to and and i'm just gonna put this in my own words here 
um it was something along the lines of if you do well in the events we'll invite you to what it, it felt like they were saying we're going to invite you to like a, a unique in-person event it really reminded me of the secret skirmish and how yeah. they secretly invited 100 pros um i don't believe it was international uh, if i'm not mistaken yeah no it was just like na i think na based canada yeah. and you know what i mean but it really i just felt like i was getting some secret skirmish vibes there the way they said he playing well and we're gonna still plan something soon um so dude i'd i'd be stoked like send me the COVID test do whatever you need like <laughs> i will be down and you yeah. know i just i just turned down an event recently um an in-person event that i can't say the name of but it's gonna be announced soon it's a, it's a big event it involves uh yeah let's put it like that it's a major event but i turned it down because it was in person i was just like listen do i really want to weigh the risk of traveling potentially getting sick being in quarantine like how much more uh opportunity revenue loss would i have if i have to stay somewhere for two weeks like i was yeah, like i just exactly. i just can't risk it like i'm sorry the bag the, the short-term bag is just not worth the long-term ramifications if i get stuck in california or wherever right your studio yeah. is located so well, and imagine like Crazy, you get man. like you get sick and then you get your family sick. Like it's just not worth the risk overall, especially for, oh, for now. First of all, I live in Texas. I have two little girls, and bro, I get emails on the regular of like people got COVID in her school or something like that. Like no lie. Yeah. So like I be feeling like I'm at risk every single day already as it is. So yeah, traveling to me is just like bro. That's that's like that's like taking it's amplifying it, putting it on the calculator and uh, magnifying this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I mean, look, I, I'm excited for LAN events again. And these, these are events that I truly want to be a part of, especially now that I've, I've kind of uh, started to become more a part of the scene uh, here. But honestly, it's like, do you weigh that risk? E even Fortnite is risky in putting together like a secret skirmish. Because what if for whatever reason, right? Like, vaccine rollouts don't work out like whatever COVID just doesn't improve over the year they they start inviting all these people to this potential event and then they have to cancel it and it just looks bad like no i'm, get, I'm getting sick i'm getting sick for it i'm telling you right now i'm gonna be there i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be there i'll do what everything else out there is. let me stop uh yo anyways guys hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today this is a fun episode panda let the people at home know where they can find you my friend yeah, without a doubt, you can find me Life with Panda on Twitch. Uh, I'll be streaming a Grand Final DreamHack viewing party today, the 24th. And uh, if you can't find me on there, you can find me on Twitter, LifeWPanda. I'm always, my DMs are open. Let me know what you want to hear about on the podcast. We'll bring the topics to the table if they, if they fit what we're looking for, and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys that do do that community reach out. Uh, you know, we love and appreciate you all. Y'all have been on this journey with me for years now. And the podcast has been uptrending. So thanks for that, guys. Don't forget to leave a review. But most importantly, send your complaints to me at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. Always uh, receptive to listening to you guys and, and improving this entire thing. Hopefully, y'all are happy with the timely episode this week. I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, we've been on a, a two-week schedule, but, you know, it feels good to knock out a one-week Find me at Monster D Face, guys, and all social medias at Fortnite Podcast as well. If you need to get in touch with us, I'll catch you guys in the next episode, Fortnite fam. So until next time, don't forget to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.